You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, Max, hello, adventures. I'm back to the untold heaps of bones. I'm on the sixth level of this grim lair. The stench of decay is overpowering. I'm now going around the white eye socket. To the nose. Around the jaw, starting at the white side. Suddenly, you draw to a halt as a powerful sense of dread washes over you. Bonus of 50. Success of 75. Bonus is 20 for mine, 20 from spirit, 10 for more. Pick now or get spooked. 121 points success. After nearly a minute, fear begins to fade, and you cautiously resume your exploration along the passage. Alright, investigating the teeth. Ah, there's that engraved skull in the white tooth. That's my right, not the skull's right. Powerful sense of dread once again. Failure. Then nearly a minute, the fear begins to fade. But the terror, terror is inflicted upon you. It's almost certainly produced some lasting, some insidious lasting effect. Shaken, but otherwise unharmed, you cautiously resume your exploration along the passage. Okay, I don't know what the effect is. There's the brazier in the southwest corner. It's a chattering skeleton, quick combat, 5 XP, and of course, loot. Some very heavy, and all of it very valuable, and 20 gold. Alright, going to the nostril. Bone Terror. Good combat, 5 XP, some loot, and 24 gold. 
Right, go around the left eye socket. Quick combat, 5 XP, and some loot. Two gold! There's a skeleton. Quick combat, 5 XP, some loot, 46 gold. Just a regular skeleton, nothing unique about it at all. Probably. Staggering skeleton. Quick combat, 5 XP, some loot, 11 gold. There's my chisted iron hulk. Use it so it's on the quick quick find menu. Powerful sense of dread. Success with 103. Skeleton, quick combat, 5 XP. And of course, loot, 22 gold. Now, just, there's the door. Also on the white, white eye socket. I'll be opening that pretty soon. Staggering Skeletal Tower. 5 XP. And some loot. Loot to loot. Uh, uh, nearly full up again. And there's my twisted iron chunk. Alright, now it's time to put those in the brazier. Which is on the white tooth. Skeleton. More loot from this skeleton. It's going to get to the next floor. They'll have to go back and sell all this loot I keep getting. So I could get gold. For reasons. Well, mostly it will be to buy. To buy upgrades to my residence. My grand residence, which I bought a long time ago. Uh, outline. Oh, wait, no way. Oh, Brazier isn't on the tooth. That's with the skull is. No. Brazier is here. Okay. Use the twisted iron chunks. They're gone. And skull plate is behind. There. Outline of a glaring skull is etched onto the floor here. Examine the engraved hole. Suddenly, a long, low hiss from behind sends your pulse racing. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, prepared to face the source of the unnerving sound. A lumbering, broad-shouldered skeleton, its sort skull split into three, in three places, stumbles out of the dark and hisses loudly. The unarmed fiend, its hands fitted with oversized iron gauntlets, begins advancing on you. The scrape of its heavy footfalls mingling with the clatter of moving bones. It's a bone brawler. Begin combat. Hey ah, some fisticuffs! Hi ho! Fisticuffs! With a skeleton! Fisticuffs with a skeleton! Your enemy fiercely attacks you. Your enemy smash, smashes through my defences with a devastating blow. Who is that? A tricksy white hook. Maybe an uppercut. Keeps attacking, but it's not. I'm dodging and weaving around its, around its blows. Uh, and it is slain. 8 XC. Your final blow shatters your skeletal foe. 
turn the undead feed into little more than a heap of bone in the middle of the passage. Amidst the remains of the skeleton, you discover only one item of any particular interest. It's the iron gauntlets. This pair of iron gauntlets bear all the hallmarks of master craftsmanship, and I'm obviously taking them. Still winded from the fight, you step back from the bone pile and dutifully check over your equipment. Suddenly, bang! The distant but unmistakable clangor of a slamming door slams in some far corner of this distant lair. For nearly a minute, you stand perfectly still, listening intently, but no further noises reaches your ears. With, with your every sense on edge, you again resume your exploration of these shadowy passages. Right, to the door. And I gotta get down to the seventh level. How many levels are? Well, I probably told you before, but we'll see when we get there. Open the door. You grasp the iron wing and give it a mighty tug. With a reverberating groan, the heavy slab begins to swing slowly outward. You step back and watch as the door of its own momentum continues to slowly swing open. Its resonating groans echoing along the gloomy corridor. After several moments, the door screeches to a stop, having fully revealed the broad arch it was concealing. Beyond the arch, a set of stone steps spirals down into darkness. Alright, descend the stairs. With your trusty light part in the gloom, you cautiously make your way down the spiralling stair, taking care not to lose your footing on the well-worn slabs. At last, after descending nearly 200 steps, reach the foot of the stair and step onto a broad landing. Directly before you, on the far side of the landing, rises a tall stone arch. Staring through the arch, you can see nothing but a pall of impenetrable gloom. Step through the arch! Suddenly before the arch, you thrust out your trusted light and attempt to pierce the veil of darkness that fills the broad opening. The glow of your light is utterly devoured by the thick, unnatural gloom. Step through the arch. Holding your trusted light source out before you, despite its inability to pierce the darkness, you warily step beneath the arch and slowly advance into the pool of shadow. 224 experience to general. You've taken less than a dozen steps into the dark, with the floor beneath your feet begins to shift. Struggling to maintain your balance, you stumble forward, oblivious to any potential perils that may be lurking in the darkness. Suddenly, only a split second before panic sets in, the gloom melts away and you discover your surroundings have changed. You're standing in a broad, bone-strewn passage on the seventh level of this grim lair. The stench of decay is overpowering. Emblazoned in the centre of the floor here is a large blue glyph. The arcane symbol emits a bright, steady glow. Alright, I'm going to go back and free up my inventory. Alright, back on floor seven. Start on the left tooth, making my way around to the nose and round the left eye socket. 
There's the Brazier. Bone Warrior. Quick Combat. 5 XP. And of course, Loot. 27 gold as well. Charred Bone Terror. 5 XP. Loot. And 4 gold. Alright, we're going to find those. Oh, there's the door. Also on the left eye socket. Rag Clad Bone Warrior. 5 XP. And loot, 27 gold. There's my twisted iron chunk. Using it, so it's on the, so it's on the quick, well, the recently used menu. But what I have to scroll for as long to find it. It's clattering skeletal tower, five XP. Of course, there's loot, 100 gold. Just hanging around. Right, under the nostril, you draw to an abrupt halt as a glowing skull floats out of the darkness ahead. The gruesome object, its lower jaw fitted with an entire row of long curved teeth, rotates as it approaches, its hollow eye sockets meet your wary gaze. Suddenly, an intense pain stands through your mind as you struggle to keep from collapsing in a heap. Pick a number, bonus of 60. 20 for mine, 20 for more, 20 for spirit. Gotta get 75 or more. Or I will be completely open to attack. 91, success. In an impressive feat of sheer will, you manage to thwart the powerful psychic attack. The glowing skull's jaw slowly opens, and a long, ragged hiss escapes from its fanged maw. Sensing an attack is imminent. You swiftly assume a combat-ready stance. Ah, Skull. Why can't you be like those Skulls in... Why can't you be like those Skulls in that church in Naples? They help out. They don't randomly float around and attack people. Ah, the glowing Skull shrieks forward and attacks. Ah. 6 XP. The shattered remains of a floating skull lie at your feet. Within several moments, the glow fades from the bone fragments, and several of the larger shards crumble to dust. After collecting your wits and checking over equipment, you once again set off along the passage. Alright, 6 XP. Okay. Hissing skeletal warrior. Quick combat that. 5 XP. And of course, loot. 10 gold also. Alright, there's the twisted iron chunk. Just gonna finish the loop. There's a skeleton. Quick combat. And loot it. 24 gold. Alright, there's another skeleton. Quick combat. And loot. The loot. 37 gold. Yeah, you're lots and lots of gold here. But the wheel money isn't selling the loot. Alright, and there's the bowl. Put the twisted iron chunks in. You place both twisted iron twisted chunks of iron to a glowing bowl set atop your nate brazier, and watch as the metal instantly begins to soften and bend. Within moments the pieces of iron have melted into a thick writhing bubbling mass in the centre of the shallow bowl. There, twisted iron chunk. A brilliant white flash of white light 
erupts from the breaker, forcing you to turn your head and shield your eyes. Seconds later, when the dazzling glow departs, you turn back to find the glowing bowl atop the ornate pedestal is again empty. Affixed to the wall behind the crater is a curious and somewhat sinister iron design. A large flattened piece of iron, shapen to resemble a glaring skull, is affixed to the wall above the bowl. Alright, without warning, several bone arrows streak towards you ahead and hurtle towards you along the corridor. Use shadow magic. The use of shadow magic succeeded. More XP to shadow magic. A chorus of angry whispers floods your, flood your mind as you swiftly channel your power of shadow magic. Heeding your summons, the shadows along the edge of the passage instantly stretch across the corridor, forming a web of gloom, gloom that easily stares the streaking arrows. After several seconds, the shadows retreat, depositing the blown arrows on the floor with a sharp clatter. Unnerved by the odd attack, without more mindful than ever to remain on your guard, you warily set off along the corridor, with your light source held out before you, its reassuring glow parting the darkness. Alright, Skeletal Short, Net Stalker, quick combat, and loot, 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 four gold. Alright, there's the skull, engrave the skull, suddenly. A long, low hiss from behind sends your pulse racing. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself a combat-ready stance, prepared to face the source of the unnerving sound. A sword-wielding skeleton, clad in chain armour, washes at you out of the shadows, its rusted blade poised to deal you a savage blow. You manage to narrowly dodge the undead creature's initial swipe, and swiftly counter with your own attack It's a skeletal swordsman, Smashed through my defences with a devastating blow, 21 damage, keep bashing, keep bashing, keep bashing, and it is slain. 8 XP. Oh, they're getting tougher. Your final blow shatters your skeletal foe, turning your dead fiend into little more than a heap of bone in the middle of the passage. This still remains of the skeleton. You discover only one item of any particular interest. It's a wasted sword. Trio of skulls are engraved on the hilt of this rusted longsword. This weapon is of inferior quality, and I'm taking it anyway. It's going to go in my storeroom with a little plaque. A little plaque next to it, saying what it is. Still winded from the fight, you step back from the bone path and dutifully take over your equipment. Suddenly, bang! Distant but unmistakable clamour of a slamming door sounds in some far corner of this grim lair. For nearly a minute, you stand perfectly still, listening intently, but no further noises reaches your ears. Through every sense on edge, you again resume exploration of these shadowy passages. Right, to the door. To the door I go. The scouter warring away. Gonna slay it. Gonna loot it. Alright, nearly full up. It's in the next floor. Open the door. The door opens very noisily. Descend the stairs. Step through the arch. It's dark. Keep stepping. 256 experience to general. Things go blurry. Am I on the 8th floor? 
back to sell my loot. Something happened on the way to me selling my loot. You take note of a thin cloaked figure darting furtively in and out of, of a crowd of people on your right. For you cannot catch a good glimpse of his face. It comes clear he is watching you closely. Before you can move over and confront the man, he steps out of the throng that has so far concealed him, swoops to one knee. You're horrified when he produces a long wooden tube and draws the strange instrument to his lips. The tip of what is obviously a blowgun is now aimed squarely at you. I have some options. I could dodge, use thievery, shadow magic, telekinesis or fortification. Mm, telekinesis. Failed. Having failed at your attempted action, you must now attempt to dodge the impending attack. A dart shrieks out of the end of the crouched man's blowgun and flies straight towards you. Pick a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from agility. 40 from agility. 20 from luck. Pick now. See what happens. 99. You nimbly twist to the side, narrowly avoiding the dart as it whistles past ending harmlessly in the street behind you. The cloaked assailant swiftly rises and slips off into the crowd on the opposite side of the street. A closer examination of the dart he fired confirms your worst suspicions. The tip of this small missile is coated with what appears to be some sort of poison. Move across the street to where you first spotted the cloaked man, but there was no sign of him to be had. Despite having no knowledge of his identity or motive, you are certain this was no random attack. All evidence suggests that you were singled out for death at the hands of this apparent assassin. As you appear to once again set off on your way, you can't help but feel you are being watched. Okay, and that that's that. Um, back, I'm on the 8th floor. Started off on the white tooth. Here's a grim skeleton. Quick combat, and loot, and six gold. Alright, check the left door. Oh, the doors in the left left tooth. So you enter and exit in the tooths. Curious. But it was bound to happen eventually. Alright, making my way round the... The chiseled jaw of the skull, up the nose, down, round the left eye socket. Let's go find that brazier. Right. Oh, oh, there's the engraved skull, just just on the upper right part of the nose. Alright, going around, bone tower. Oh, I don't, I don't want that broadsword. It's common. It's common. It's, it's worthless. I'm going to drop that bones broadsword. I'm going to take a helm instead. Alright, one arm skeleton. Quick combat. And loot. And 14 gold. Oh, there's my twisted iron chunk. And use. Yep, so it's on the quick use panel. Right metal bowl, there's the brazier. The right right eye socket, right clag bone warrior. Can combat that. Not gonna loot that sturdy halberd, it's too heavy, 31 gold. 
Alright. Bone Fiend. Quick combat. Six. Six XP. And of course, some loot. 47 gold. Right, round and round it goes. Gonna, there's a skeleton. We're getting closer and closer to the bottom of this dungeon. Wherever that is. Oh, and some loot and eight gold. Oh, there's my second twisted iron chunk. To the brazier. Alright, put that in there. It melts. And now the iron, the iron skull plaque is behind. Powerful sense of dread. 75 more. I get spooked. I don't get spooked. Alright, another powerful sense of dread. And I, once again, I do not get spooked. Outline of a glaring skull. It's etched onto the floor here. Examine the engraved coal. Suddenly, a long, low hiss from behind sends your pulse racing. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, prepared to face the source of the unnerving sound. A one-armed skeleton is back, bearing a tall, folded pair of bone wings. Leaps out of the gloom and pauses at the edge of your light. Then, the sinister hiss that, that echoes oddly along the passage. The long dead fiend staggers forward and attacks, swiping out at you with his clawed hands. It's a winged skeleton, and it fearlessly attacks me. Because, I mean, what's it gonna lose? It's already dead! Yes. Nothing to lose except passage into heaven or wherever it is that they go. And it is slain. Didn't barely hit me at all. 8 XP. Your final blow shatters your skeletal foe, turning the undead fiend into little more than a heap of bone in the middle of the passage. Amidst the remains of the skeleton, you discover only one item of any particular interest. An unidentified square iron wing. A score is engraved on each of the four outer edges of the square iron wing. Yes, more skulls. It's like there's a theme going on here. Still winded from the fight, you step back from the pile and dutifully check over your equipment. Bang! There opens a door. Alright, I'm going to open the next door. Ghastly skeleton, get out of my way. Gonna loot you. Oh dear. Mm, yeah, pretty full up. Well, I'm gonna get out of here. So I can identify that wing. Bone Stalker. Alright. More loot from that. And I, I'm, I'm filled up. I'm filled up. I cannot carry any more. Ragclad Skeletal Tower. Nope, can't carry any more. 21 gold. I've got to get out of here. I can't be weighed down by all my incredible witches. Okay, descend the stairs first. Step through the arch, step through the arch. 288 minutes to general on the ninth floor. Now. Okay, step on the glyph. Back to the cave. Now let's get to a let's get to a safe place so I can use my Arcania to identify that wing I just got. Skills Arcania use. 
get an Iron Battle Wing. 16 XP to Arcania. Alright, let's just see what this wing is like. 2 melee rating, 4 stamina points. A skull is engraved on each of the four edges of this square iron wing. That's no good for me. Might be good for other people, but not for me. Well, oh, and I'm going to be selling, but then I'll be right back. Back in the cave, floor nine. Starting on the west side of the jaw. Speak something. No good loot that time for a change. But 51 gold. Ooh. There's the first twisted iron chunk. The small piece. Piece of twisted iron appears to be something that was melted down and allowed to assume this state. Alright. Bone horror. Quick combat. And more loot. Loot the loot. 47 gold. Alright, up the nose. Left eye socket. Wag clad bone horror, quick combat, loot, 10 gold. I don't know, I'm carrying all this gold that I'm getting. I guess it's just typical magical anti gravity gold. Oh, there's the second twisted iron chunk. Oh, now I just need to find that brazier. Oh, there's the skull in the northwest corner of the skeleton. Quick combat. Loot, 16 gold. Right, where are you, Brazier? Well, the door's just atop the nose. Draw, oh, it's another glowing skull. Just going to quick combat that. I'm going to press a sheet of... Shit, quick, no, not quick combat, quick, do the check. Impressive feat of sheer will, you manage to thwart the powerful psychic attack. The glowing jewel score slowly opens... And a long, wagged hiss escapes from its fanged maw. Sensing an attack is imminent, you quickly assume a combat-ready stance. It's a glowing skull. Just going to bash that. Going to battle grage. Stop floating up behind me! Yeah. And it is laying 6 XP. And it, it got shattered. And skulls always do around me. You know, unless they have, like, flesh around them, then they're usually safe. Unless that flesh is the flesh of a ghoul. In which case, they're very much not safe. Alright, more loot from another random little battle. Right. Chattering sounds more fiend. Quick combat. 6 XP. And more loot. Right, the nostril. Anything in the nostril place? There's a bone terror. Ugh, so much loot. And three gold. Alright. Wagclad Skeletal Warrior. Quick combat. More loot. Ten gold. Alright, here's the brazier. Use the twisted iron chunk. There we are. So a weaving, bubbly mass. And there's the iron plate behind. Right, now to the northwest corner to find the skull plaque. Right, 
Oh, I'm out of place. I'm out of space already. I mean, oh well. Uh, do I bother to go? No, I won't. I've got enough gold. Right, I won't go back until I get to the next level. Skeletal horror. Quick combat that. Can't even loot them. But I did get 30 gold. Which somehow doesn't weigh anything. Because that's just how it works in video games. That money doesn't weigh anything. Unless you're playing on some sort of ultra hardcore mode. In which case it weighs very little. Until you actually get a useful amount of it. And then it starts to weigh a lot. Examining grave skull. Suddenly, a long, low hiss from behind sent your pulse racing. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, prepared to face the source of the unnerving sound. Headless skeleton, skeleton lurches into your pool of light, hissing wildly and brandishing a tall, wooden staff. The fleshless horror, eternally denied. The west for which its spirit aches rushes forward, its lengthy weapon cutting a deadly arc as it swiftly bears down on you. It's a headless skeleton. Don't know how it can find me, but undead don't have to make sense. They just have to be spooky. Spooky, scary skeletons, not even got a head. Devastating blow for 20 damage, but I got it back by slaying it. 8 XP. Your final blow shatters your skeletal foe, turning the undead feed into little more than a heap of bone in the middle of the passage. Amidst the remains of the skeleton, you discover only one item of any particular interest. It's an ash wood staff. Oh, well, I can't, can't pick it up until I make some room, okay? Dropping a sturdy spear. Now I've got to make more room, more room, more room. And drop this sturdy mace. Right, now I can pick it up. But I can look at it first. This, this, a jagged shard of iron is set into each, into each end of this tall ashwood staff. This weapon is of exceptional quality, so it gives four MR. Alright, I step on. Bang, door opens, to the door, to the door, to the door. It's just above the nose. Open the door, door opens with a groan. Extend the stairs, step through the arch, step through the arch. 320 ejector general. Okay, but first, got to get out of here and clear some inventory space. Ooh, I was blocked from going out. A blood-curdling shriek works from the gloom. That's a shit. Sinister, shadowy form hurtles into view. The wailing spectre, its fanged, gapes ajaw and its wagged arms outstretched, flies directly at you. Pick a number. Bonus, 50. No, 60. 20 from mind, 20 from body, 20 from spirit. Gotta get 100 or more, or I get this, I guess. 127 success. As if warded off by your remarkable strength of will. The howling spectre soars to within a few feet of you before abruptly turning and flying off into the shadows. For nearly a minute, its hasty cry continued to echo along the passage before finally falling silent. 
You're once again acutely aware of the sensation beginning to float off the floor. And back to the entrance. Right. Right, I'm on to the 10th floor. Started on the east side of the jaw. One tooth. Two tooth. Got two teeth. Let's get my claws right. Here's the brazier in the northwest part of the jaw. Ghastly skeleton. Quick combat. 6xp and of course loot. There's always loot. Now, if I have to, I'm not going. I'm not gonna be going back on this floor. If I get filled up, I get filled up. Sense of dread, success with 85. Right, bow and terror. Quick combat, 6 XP, and of course, loot. Right, gruesome skeleton. Quick combat that. 6 XP, and more loot. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, I forgot to... Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't actually sell last time. I got distracted. All right. Okay, uh, well, well, I'll just have to let all that treasure go. There's a twisted iron chunk. Alright, sorry about that. I got distracted. I thought I had sold it, but I hadn't. Oh, well. Alright, I'm right, gonna sell. Alright, back to the 10th floor. Bone Fiend. Combat that, 6 XP, and of course, loot. And there's my second twisted iron chunk. So now I just need to find where that brazier is. It might have moved. One iron bone terror, quick combat, and loot, 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 loot. 13 gold. Right. Bone feet. Ah, how many of you things are there? Stop! I'm trying to... F I've got my chunks! I don't need any more of you skeletons! Get out of my way! I have a dungeon to finish! Yeah, take that! And I'll loot you! I'll loot you all! Staggering Skeletal Warrior. Quick combat. 6 XP. And once more. Some loot. And 13 gold. Unlucky for that. Right, there's the brazier. Use the twisted iron chunks. They melt and twist, and there's the skull plate behind. Okay, bone wire. Quick combat. Alright, 6 XP, 10 gold, some loot. Tap 10 cents of dread, pass that. Come on, I want, I want one of those balls of bones. They're more fun. Uh, and, uh, yep, yep, some stuff. Another random battle. Skeleton random battle. Just a regular skeleton. 6 XP. Oh, found we go. Sense of dread. Past that. Alright, where is this in bone horror? Pass that. Alright, 18 gold as well. 
under 6xb, one arm skeletal tower, 6xb. Oh, well, I'm full up again. Oh, well, I'll just I'll speed up time. Bone horror, 6xb. Loot that I can't even carry. Because I, I am way down with all my fabulous witches. Uh, on the white. Oh, I got to the white eye socket. Examine the skull. Suddenly, a long, low hiss from behind sends your pulse racing. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself into combat-ready stance, prepared to face the source of the unnerving sound. A robed skeleton, its bone face concealed, concealed behind an ornate wooden mast, mask, steps out of the shadows and immediately advances on you, the vicious undead terror, his fleshless fingers gripping the hilt of a long braided dagger, hisses savagely as it swiftly closes in, it's a fleshless fiend, skeletal foe fearlessly attacks you. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 25 damage. Another devastating blow for 28 damage. Stop with the devastating blows. I don't like having them. They had. Another devastating blow. Stop with the devastating blows. Well, okay, that's your lesson. You're slain. No more devastating blows. 10x speed. Your final blow shatters your skeletal foe. Turning the undead fiend into little more than a heap of bone in the middle of the passage. Amidst the remains of the skeleton, you discover two items of interest. An unidentified wooden mask. The silhouette of a skull is emblazoned upon the forehead of this thick wooden mask. Square cut scut hats for your eyes and a downward cut from the mouth. Give and a downturned cut from the mouth. Give this odd piece of head armour an eerie look I'll have to identify it later bladed dagger the leather that wraps around the hilt of this long bladed dagger is stained with blood this weapon is of superior quality so it gives 3 minute waiting and I'll just take it and then I'll put it in my grand residence with a little plaque next to it and then everyone will be able, and then and then eventually I'll open a museum in that, in that residence where people can look at all of the things that I've looted from various quitters, with a little plaque saying where I looted it, looted it, and then there'll be a bard handy that can sing the songs of the adventures that I did to get them. No, but actually, probably. About 12 bards. Hmm. Is, uh, will that be too much? They'll, 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 over, they'll, be, they'll be interfering with their songs. Hmm. I'll have to have soundproof booths for the bards to be in. So they can, so they can sing the songs of, of the tales that I've got. Without, without, without interfering with each other. Yes, yes, that's what I'll do. Lots of soundproof booths with bards in them. Oh, bang! And a door has opened. The door is now 
can now be opened. Just gotta find it first. Oh, there it is. Still in the eastern eye socket. Open the door. But I think there's gonna be. I have a feeling there'll be something spooky here. You grasp the iron wing and give it a mighty tug. With a reverberating groan, the heavy, heavy slab begins to slowly open outwards. Yep, spiral steps, descend the steps, step through the arch, keep going through the arch. 352 experience to, gen to general, suddenly. You've taken less than a dozen steps into the dark, when the deep gloom surrounding you suddenly melts away, revealing a cavernous stone chamber, the centre of which rises a tiered plinth. Glancing back, you are nerved to discover the arch through which you passed is no longer there. Even more unsettling is the fact there doesn't seem to be any identifiable exit from this chamber. I'm going to assume if I defeat some sort of monster, or solve a puzzle, or do something, one will appear. Meaning it's what's always happened so far. That's just... No, no, no. Because apparently it's never occurred to anyone to just make a gate that leads to... That leads to, I don't know, a sealed off mine, or just... A womb or some place you've bricked up or anywhere that I cannot escape from. Although admittedly, if that did happen, I'd probably be able to use, I don't know, the power of elementalism to conjure a giant earth elemental just to punch my way out. Or necromancy to get some skeletons to dig me out. Okay, I mean, Oh, I could use the power. Well, I won't be able to. Let's see. Conjuration. I could get things that could help. Conjuration. To conjure a book that happens to tell, to tell me the enchantment I need to cast to get out of it. Destruction. Just destroy. Keep destroying things until I'm out. I could use divination to figure out how to get out. Well, fortification won't be much help, but it would. Stop all the rocks collapsing on me while I dig out. Gating, well, gating is obvious. That could get me out. Illusion. Cast an illusion of me already dead. And then the bad guy will come in to do gloating or loot from me or something. Or try to chop off my head to show it off to his master. Or just, you know, just to show it off at the villain meetup societies. And then he comes in and says, Ha ha, now you're dead. Clunk! And then I knock him out, and, well... And then, we, then, then that'll either... He'll either have something on him that gets me out, or when he becomes conscious, he says, Hey, get me out of here! Actually, I could probably just go through the gate that he came through. Might drag him out with me so I can answer, get some questions for him later. Yes, I could do that. Let's play neck restoration. Well, that. Well, I could use restoration to restore the door. Maybe. Shadow magic could. Well, actually, shadow magic probably wouldn't be much help. Because it, as, a, as a sealed underground chamber, the shadows there would be completely disconnected from all the other shadows. 
telekinesis, of course, could help with just tunneling my way out. Yeah. Alright. I'll find a way out. I always do. A soft hiss twists through the chamber, originating from somewhere near the tier dais. A second hiss, mingled with the sound of metal scraping on stone, reaches your ears. Well, I don't know, some sort of fully armoured skeleton? Another hiss, low and clanging, echoes throughout the chamber as a solitary figure of bone, clad in a suit of rusted chain, steps onto the top of the dais. The lone skeleton stands atop the dais, his rusted chain suit rattling as his fleshless form shifts, pivots as it appears to slowly survey the entire chamber. The undead creature's right hand grips the hilt of a massive sword, the blade of which drags along at its iron-clad feet. Suddenly, the armoured skeleton turns its head in your direction and begins to slowly descend from its lofty perch. A powerful awe of fear seems to surround your undead horror. Surround the undead horror. It's not my undead horror. It's someone else's undead horror. For as it reaches the foot of the dais, a wave of terror washes over you. Pick a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mind. 20 from spirit. 20 from aura. So, 20 mind. From thinking, ha, I think, wait a minute. It's not rational to be afraid of this. 20 from spirit thing. I am brave! Ah, 24 going, ah, oh, wait a minute. There's obviously some sort of a trick here. It's got it 75 or more, or I get spooked! 119. You is a success. You manage to resist the sudden urge to turn and flee, instead choosing to draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as a skeleton starts across the wound towards you. Suddenly, the armoured skeleton halts its advance and raises its sword until the blade is pointed at the dome ceiling far overhead. The sharp crackle of energy fills the air as thin tines of blue and yellow energy streak down out of the gloom and weave themselves around both the sword and its wielder's fleshless arm. With a deafening crack, a broad arc of lightning leaps from the blade and streaks towards you, its fearsome brilliance momentarily illuminating the entirety of the cavernous space. Hmm, I, think, I don't think it's actually lightning he's firing at me, because, of course, real lightning travels at thousands of kilometers an hour, and there's no way I could dodge that. So instead, I think he's firing some sort of conductive fluid at me, which the lightning is being channeled through. Yes, that would explain why it's something I can dodge. Hmm. Which also explain why I don't usually use lightning bolts most often with elementalism. Yeah, let's see. Well, I've got a few options here. I could just dodge it. Dod not dodge the lightning. Dodge the fluid that can containing lightning. Of course, it could be that in the world of Swift, lightning is slower. Well, not it's not slow, but it's probably only a few a hundred or so miles per hour. 
rather than the thousands that it that it is in our world because it's a different world. Physics can be different, especially when Neville influences turn up and they can mess it up all the more. So I know. So I could also use gating, shadow magic, or fortification. I'll give shadow magic a go. Succeeded. 16 XP to shadow magic. You channel your power as shadow magic and watch as your own shadow swiftly elongates, weaving itself into a broad web of gloom that stretches over the entire breadth of the, of the massive chamber. The bolt of lightning collides with your barrier and, prop and promptly vanishes into the thick of its shadowy fabric. Your armoured undead foe continues its steady advance. The armoured skeleton, hissing wildly, moves into melee range and swipes out of you with its massive sword, forcing you to retreat several steps after dodging the blow. With your every thought now bed on defeating this undead fiend, you plant your feet and assume a defensive stance as the gruesome skeletal warrior closes in. It is an accursed bone lord. I assume this is the boss. This is the per this is the person that's made this freaky necromantic hellscape. And if I get him if I defeat him, then all the souls that are bound here in this in this bony purgatory will be released. I shall accursed you. You are accursed, you accursed bone lord. And I shall uncurse you by making you dead. The Bone Lord swipes at you with his massive sword. This is a tough cookie. Got lots and lots of health. Probably partially drained for the many thousands of his victims. Or her victims. I mean, I mean he's moving around really quickly, so I can't really sex his skeleton. Not, with, not when he's... It's hard to sex a skeleton when it's constantly trying to kill you. Now stay still. I have to measure the degree. I have to measure the angle of your sciatic notch. So I know whether you're a boy skeleton or a girl skeleton. It's very important. I don't want to misgender you. Yes. Okay, wait. Stay, stay, stay. Oh. Hmm. I've got to look at your mastoid process. Which is a little lump on the side of your skull. To find out, are you a boy or a girl? Not like it really matters when you're a skeleton, but I have my pride as an archaeologist. To know if I defeat a skeleton, I should know what gender it is. Well, what, what sex, not, not gender. Gender is a social construct. Sex is biological, but that doesn't mean it's simple. No, no. Nothing biological is simple. All the biological categories are squishy. Keep swiping away, and I keep bashing away. And there, it is slain. But I have a... Fi now, since this is a necromancer leech guy, he's probably not going to stay dead. The armoured skeleton emits a long, wagged hiss as it collapses into a heap of shattered bone. 
as you step back from the remains of the long dead warrior and gasp in horror as the creature's bones slowly begin to pull themselves back together. You come to the horrifying realisation the skeleton is attempting to reform itself. Without a second thought, you step back and attack the moving heap of bone, determined to prevent the skeleton from ever again rising. Oi, you, rising heap of bone, stay down, stay down. A sharp fragment of bone flies at you out of the heap. Oh dear, so smashed up I won't even be able to identify the bones anymore. Uh, yes, I can look at him and identify things about his past before he became a creepy skeleton douche. Uh, or maybe he was born a skeleton douche. I mean, that, that can happen, I presume. Someone was born a skeleton. I don't know how that would happen, but magic. Magic is magic. <laughs> and it doesn't have to obey our laws of physics. And he is slain. But will he stay slain? We'll see. 6 XP. You stare down in horror as the heap of bone begins to quiver. As the skeleton remains again attempt to reform. It's a quivering heap of bone. Stop quivering! A sharp fragment of bone flies out of the heap. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take every single fragment of your bone. And I'm going to grind them into dust. Dust! And I'm going to take that gut, dust, and I'm going to mix it with water. And then I'm going to take, so you end up with some sort of, some sort of fluid. And I'm going to take that water and I'm going to pour it into a volcano. And then I'm going to take the steam, the ash, the, the smoke that rises off that volcano, put that in a balloon, and then... Fly it as far up as it could go, and then shoot it with an arrow. I don't know. That probably didn't help at all. I don't know. I think probably volcano. Volcano is probably enough. All right, keep going. Keep space flat, sharp, but slain. For a five XP, your final blow shatters what remains of the heap of bones into countless fragments that settle over the floor at your feet. Exhaling sharply, you step back and survey the chamber as the disquieting sound of a faint rumble reaches your ears. Suddenly, a reverberating groan echoes throughout the chamber as the floor beneath your feet violently shudders. Large chunks of stone begin dropping through the arch ceiling high above the massive, massive piece, the massive pieces of rock. Rocks slam all around you, their fearsome bulk cratering the floor. Suddenly, a pulsing hum with, mingles with the sound of crashing stone as a swirling black portal opens at the foot of the dais. With no other power and exits, you will realise the portal may be your only chance of escaping the collapsing chamber. Well, it's probably better than death. But... There's this heap of bones here. I could rush straight towards the portal or search the heap of bones. With chunks of stone weighing down in the chamber, you hurriedly search through the heap of bones. Alright, bonus of 40. 20 for luck, 20 for thievery. Gotta get 100 or more to find something. 43. Failure. 
your search through the bone pile turns up nothing of any interest, with large pieces of bone continuing to topple into the chamber of one eye above. You wonder if you can afford to linger here for much longer. Continue to search the pile of bones. I have to find something. With chunks of stone waning down into the chamber, you continue to search through the heap of bones. Same check again. 107. Success. Towards the bottom of the heap of stones, you discover a small stone symbol carved to resemble an owl. You recognise the strange piece to be the symbol be a symbol of an ancient Rosalian religious order, known as the Brotherhood of the Shattered Star. Oh, that's such a cool name. As your, as your hand closes over the symbol, an odd sensation washes over you. I have a stone owl symbol. It's got an encumbrance of one. So I'll be storing it later. If, if I even keep it, that is. This owl-shaped stone symbol is that of an ancient Rosalian religious order, Known as the Brotherhood of the Shattered Scar, Shattered Star, several long cracks one through this intricately carved piece. Almost as soon as the feeling begins to fade, a tingling sensation passes through you. Your stamina points have been permanently increased by two. Suddenly, a massive chunk of stone smashes into the floor, only a few feet from where you stand. Realising you can no longer afford to delay your escape, you rush across the chamber towards the portal as massive chunks of stone from the arch ceiling continue to wane down throughout the chamber. Alright, pick a number. What, 1 to 100? Bonus of 40. 20 from agility. 10 from luck. Got to get 100 or more. Or something falls on my head. 1, 2, 6. Success. You nimbly twist and leap your way from a massive piece of stone slams into the floor in front of you, the impact nearly shaking you off your feet. With your every thought bent on reaching the, reaching the portal, you continue to sprint across the chamber, dodging the massive chunks of stone that rain down around you. You're just over two-thirds of the way to the portal. Check again. Bonus of 40. 20 for you. 20 for luck. Gotta get 100 or more or something falls on my head! 136. Success. Nimbly twist and leap from the ma- from a massive piece of stone slams into the floor in front of you, the impact nearly shaking you off your feet. With your every thought bent on reaching the portal, you continue to sprint across the chamber, dodging the massive chunks of stone that weigh down around you. Okay, picking a number. Bonus of 40, 20 from you, 20 flop, got to get 100 or more. All right, get hit on. 69, failure. A chunk of stone strikes you as you attempt to twist clear of another piece of falling debris. 23 damage. Staggered by the glancing blow, you shrug off the pain and manage to stay off your feet as you continue towards the portal. Twisting to your right, you narrowly dodge a massive chunk of falling stone. You stumble forward and draw up to the churning vortex, hoping and praying the magical gate will take you safely out of this lair of horror and hopefully into the world I once knew. As you move forward, preparing to step into the portal, a low, ominous hiss emerges from the gate's inky core. 
A pair of black armoured skeletons, their hollow eye sockets emitting a faint reddish glow, emerge from the portal, brandishing flame-weaved swords. The gruesome undead pair now blocking your path to the portal. Start blocking your path to the portal as the chamber continues to collapse around you, hissing wildly, oblivious to the power from above. The Grim Warriors move in to attack. Okay, there's an item I could use. I could just engage them or try to get past them and get to the portal. Item, what could it be? Well, I did get that stone owl recently. Maybe it's that. I'm going to give that a go. I put it to you. 64 XP to General. You hastily produced the, the stone owl symbol you discovered amidst the remains of the armoured skeleton and hold it out towards the advancing undead. Without warning, the symbol suddenly vibrates, crumbling into small fragments that land on your feet as the white glow, as a white glow washes over the skeletal warriors. The two fiends... Their jaws stretched wide, unleash a chorus of ghastly shrieks as they immediately collapse into heaps of fragmented bone. With no time to dwell on the startling turn of events, you bound over to over their remains and leap into the churning moor of the portal. The instant you enter the portal, you're tumbling at a frightening velocity for a frigid, lightless void. The terrifying dis. Descent continues for nearly a minute until a soft voice slips into your slips into your thoughts. Its gentle sound swiftly belaying your glowing fear. You will return to the light. The darkness will lift. The instant the voice fades, the darkness around you vanishes, and you discover, much to your astonishment, you're once more standing in the forest, directly before the mouth of the cave. For a fleeting moment, you feel as if a lurking malevolence is close at hand. And observing your every movement, but as quickly as you're unsettling feeling take form, it fades, leaving in its wake a welcome sense of tranquility. 1,024 experience to general. You're deep in the heart of the copper woods, standing before the gaping moor, a cave gorged into the base of a tangled, rock-strewn hillside. A thick, foul-smelling mist drifts out of the mouth of the shadowy cavern, its presence seemingly at odds with the dry air of the forest. Let's get away from here. I think... Can I even enter the cave? As you step towards the cave, its gaping mouth suddenly vanishes, instantly replaced by a moss-covered wall of stone. When you move back, the shadowy, rift-filled entrance reappears. Okay, I am done with that cave. Move away from here. Suddenly, ooh, this is the 32,000th section. Suddenly, a soft, feminine voice slips into your left ear. It is unmistakably a voice you've heard before. Don't turn around. It's best we don't, see, don't yet see each other. Not yet. Perhaps not ever. Your pulse quickens as you listen to the whispered directive. You're immediately aware. The whispering voice is that of your mysterious rescuer. The unwound woman who helped you to escape the bandits that took you captive after the bout ambush on the coach. 
But I also met her. I also met her in Kalada's tomb. And when I was fighting those crab men in the battle. In Anzuran's battlegrounds. I find little time to keep up with your doings these days. Whispers the voice. But I'm never far. You can count on that much. Our roads continue to wander in different directions. But I think in time they will inevitably grow closer. There remains much danger, of course, although you've just seen to a bit of that. Resisting the urge to turn and face the woman, you instead ask why you should turn. To a lengthy pause, her whispered reply slips into your wide ear. I'm always watching. As much as my own circumstances permit, whispers the voice, becoming more difficult to maintain such devoted vigilance. But I was never promised any easy road. You can only guess at your importance. But even you cannot fully fathom it. I'll help you out when I'm able to. Before you can question her further, the whispered voice suddenly drifts into your left ear. The place that you just escaped was not expected. Seems our enemies are moving more quickly than we would have guessed they would. Enemies? I wonder at my own choosing of that word. Perhaps there is a term more fitting near wall, but I dare say I can't put my finger on it here. This is for you. Hope you discover a use for them. You hear what sounds like something small landing on the road behind you. After a lengthy silence, you realise the mysterious woman, whom you've yet to lay eyes upon, is gone. You quickly turn around, your eyes scouring the surrounding forest for any sign of your unknown ally. But there's no sign of anyone to be had. Suddenly your eyes are drawn to a black cough pouch resting on the ground. You reach down, pick up the count pouch and are startled to discover it contains a small quantity of adventure tokens. Five of them. Now I have a gross of adventure tokens. After securing the valuable currency you take a last look at the misty foreboding mouth of the cave before turning and setting off through the wood eager to return to a more familiar part of the forest. As you move through the wood you can't help but wonder about the glim air for which you descended after entering the cave, and what, if anything, the significance of that dark place and its undead denizens might be. You also consider whether or not you again encounter the unknown woman, those whispers, which, which always seem to catch you off guard, hint at a shadowy purpose yet revealed. Before covering a hundred yards, include that it's most likely you will. Months later, early evening, the long blade alehouse smokes full. The watch's din filling the alehouse's crowded con room is regularly punctuated by a pall of vile cursing, courtesy of, the rug of a rugged band of mercenaries bound for Trithic. In conversing with several members of the loud, mostly jovial troop, you learn they are seeking to enter into the service of Fane Porrand as he strives to deliver a semblance of law and order to the seedy Witherford. As the captain of the mercenaries, a brigand named Aldrod, finishes bending your ear with an obviously exaggerated count 
count of a battle against a score of highwaymen. He rises from your table and staggers off to fetch another flagon of the landlord's potent brew. That moment, your eyes follow the teetering mercenaries meandering path. You spot something that causes your heart to beat. To beat. Seated at the low, far at a table at the far side of the room, his glaze fixed on you, is a glowing blue spectre of a man clad in chainmail. The ghostly figure, his hand clutching a phantasmal flagon, smiles as he raises the vessel towards you in a respectful gesture. He then lifts the flagon to his lips and appears to drink deeply. Before you can attempt to make sense of this eerie turn of events, your eyes are drawn to the opposite corner of the room, where the ghostly figure of a carved woman leans back against a wooden pillar. She turns her head to meet you, meets your stare and smiles, just to her left, seated on a stool in the corner, the spectre of a hooded man. This is the man, his gloved right hand, whispering the hilt of a dagger tucked to his belt. He raises his head, guards you with a quizzical look, and then smiles, nodding once. The approaching heavy footfalls from behind make you instinctively pivot in your chair to face the sound. The apparition gliding up to you is that of a woman you met here many months ago. The ghostly woman floats up to the edge of the table, looks down at you smiling. She waves her arm across the room, and you follow her sweeping gesture, shocked. As your eyes fall upon dozens of glowing apparitional figures tucked into a throng that fills the alehouse common room. Each of the spectral figures turns and looks in your direction and either nods or salutes you with a friendly gesture. You come to the sudden realisation that you seem to be the only person present who sees the spirits. One by one, as abruptly as they appear, the spectral figures begin to vanish, leaving behind only a faint, rapidly dissipating mist of blue sparkles to mark their passing. The ghostly woman hovering before your table, the last of the spirits to disappear, nods and waves as a glowing form slowly fades from view. When the last traces of the ghost have vanishes, you again scan the common room making certain no one else took notice of the now-departed spirits. The watcher's commotion in which the house common room seems to be eternally embroiled continues unabated, reaffirming your notion that you alone witnessed the spectral throng. Aldred, the braggart, braggart Merson County, those long embellished and ultimately pointless stories, could easily be considered a form of torture, and turns to the table bearing two flagons of ale. There you are, lad, he says, shoving one of the vessels across the table to you as he retakes his seats. You'll need just a bit of that, because I've got a real yarn for you this time. No more bandits or goblins, though I have a dozen tales I could tell you about their elk. I'm talking about the risen dead mind. Encountered them up in Port Halleck several years back, while rescuing the nephew of a witch merchant from a cult troll's cave. Odorous swallows more than half of the ale in his flagon, belches, 
and leans across the table. He casts a wary gaze about the comb room before continuing in a more subdued stone. That's right. The wizened dead. All bone skeletons. You ever seen one? The wizened sort, I mean. It's not a sight one easily forgets. For a moment, your thoughts return to the misty cave in the copper wood, to the grim lair to which it led, and the gruesome perils you encountered in those dark, twisting, bone-strewn corridors. As Odred prattles on, describing in detail the sound of your skeleton's hiss, you raise your flagon and sleep at your ale, sip at your ale, wishing you were presently somewhere else, anywhere else. Maybe even back amidst untold heaps of bone. And that finishes this adventure for 4,096 experience to general and 512 experience to all skills and powers. Alright, and that's everything in Mugsbrook done. Let's see, what do I do next? What do I do next? Right. Well, there's the two ones in Twithic. I've done those. There's the Copperhill Log Whispers. I've done that. But then undone that because it involves doing bad things and I don't want to do bad things. Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. Steel and Shadow in Talonus. Maybe that one. So we've already done, done the cavern with another character. Oh, there's quite a lot of stuff. Of stuff going on in Durnstick. I think that's where I will go next. Okay, saving. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.